Hey everybody, I'm Brian Clapp, VP of Content and Engaged Learning at WorkinSports.com, and this is the Work in Sports Podcast. Before we get into the stat line, before I share a couple cool jobs this week, before I get into the question of the week, I want to do a couple thank yous. First off, thanks to Newman University. Two-part thank you. Uh, Dr. Julie Lanzillo, who sent me a Newman University uh, half-hoodie zip-over thinger. <laughs> it's a technical term. Uh, it's a very cool Under Armour uh, like uh, half zip, which I'm very excited about. Thank you, Dr. J. And they also had me as part of a panel last week on Friday with Mark Gress Jr., friend of the show, Mark Gress Jr. from Prodigy Search, Kevin Carmichael from Prodigy Search, and Araceli uh, Gomez, who is the HR director for the Denver Broncos. And it was a really cool session on uh, getting hired in today's environment, things you should do, tips you should do, and that will be available. I believe they're going to make that public very soon, too, so stay up to date on, on that. I'll share it on my feed as well when it goes live. Really great conversation, a lot of great advice from people in the know like the three I just mentioned. Uh, also, a quick shout out to Allison Bickford, former guest on the show who works for the Seattle Kraken. It's a great episode if you haven't seen it. And I seem to be giving thanks for people that send me things, and this is going to continue because Allison sent a Kraken t-shirt and hat, and it's a big hit in this household. So thank you to Allison. And finally, thanks to Meredith Johnson from University of Arkansas. Uh, she sent me a note after I did a session at University of Arkansas a couple months ago, and uh, it got forwarded through the mail about eight times and finally ended up with me. She sent me this really cool equality pin from University of Arkansas. So it's in the Razorback colors and it says equality. And I thought that was super cool. So I wanted to give her a little shout out as well. So three big thank yous to all those people. And uh, thanks to all of you for listening. Let's dig into the stat line. Okay, three stats that'll give you an idea of what's happening in the sports employment market. That's what we care about here. What are the jobs looking like? What's happening out there? Okay, stat number one. 23,568. That's how many jobs are posted and active right now on workinsports.com, the leading job board for the sports industry. That is flat week over week. It's actually down 0.01%, but that's flat in my world. So it's flat week over week, which is totally fine and totally normal. Uh, that that you're not always going to be on an uptick from week and week and week and week. I mean, we've had 15 out of 16 weeks since the beginning of the year that have gone up. It's totally normal that things are going to level out at some point or be a little bit more flat, but that's still a lot of jobs. Stat number two, 2,995 new sports jobs added in just the last seven days. That's a lot of opportunity. And a little quick math will tell you, stat number three is that there's 428 new fresh jobs added each day of the week. And there's all kinds of opportunity out there. It's really cool when I go through the job board now because I spend time there every day. I want to see what's happening. I want to know what the trends are. And the only way to do that is to be on the site. And I just see so many cool opportunities. One thing I don't think we talk about enough is I've talked about how over in the last year we've seen a lot of jobs and tech data, you know, so um, analytics, business analytics, business intelligence, those are important and growing roles. We've talked a lot about the creative and the media side. There's a lot of opportunities there. And we've talked a lot about lifestyle. So uh, Puma, Under Armour, Nike, those kind of e-commerce type sites where you can buy products in the, in the sports and athletic gear side, also extremely popular. One other part that I'm seeing a ton of now, which I'm just throwing this out there, all of you, marketing opportunities. 
Marketing, remember, is a really big section of the industry, and there are so many specific fields underneath that. So there's email marketing jobs. There's Google PPC, which is which is marketing. There's a lot of different types of opportunity out there in marketing. Uh, there's PR. There's a lot of things in that range where I'm seeing tons and tons of marketing opportunities. So if you're in the sports marketing world, keep a look on the job board. We're seeing a lot of those opportunities pop up because marketing attributes to revenue. It does. These are the activities that build your brand and bring in revenue. And revenue is extremely important coming out of, I hopefully coming out of the pandemic. We're not there yet. Still wear your mask, but we're getting so much closer to a return to something. I'm not saying a return to normal because that ain't, that ain't coming out of these this mouth, but a return to something that looks somewhat familiar. How about that? Is that good? Am I parsing it enough here? Okay, let's get into three jobs. Okay, job number one, public relations coordinator for the Motor City Crews of the G League. Now, that is the Detroit Pistons uh, G League team, okay? And I tell you all the time, look to the minor leagues, look at jobs that have coordinator in the title. If you are into public relations or media relations, this is an incredible opportunity to get on your resume. Working for a G League team, you're going to do a lot. You're going to have great responsibility, even in a coordinator type role. You're going to have those things on your resume that stand out. So let me read you a little bit about this job. As the public relations coordinator of Motor City Crews, you'll assist the vice president of public relations and manager of public relations by coordinating all team and player media availability, PR game operations, statistical reporting, and trends for Motor City Crews, all while amplifying community relations and corporate communications for the Pistons G League affiliate. That sounds awesome. If you're into the PR side, you're into the marketing side, you're into the community relations side, check this out. Okay, customer job number two, customer marketing program manager for Boost Treadmills. Okay, had not heard of Boost Treadmills until this morning, but I love that about our site is that we're out there finding all these companies you may not know about either. And I wanna always highlight some of those. I always wanna say, hey, wow, you may think of only the Pistons and the you know Dallas Mavericks and the Houston Astros and all these teams that you just know and are experiencing, but the sports industry is so much bigger than that. So, Boost Treadmills. They're looking for an enthusiastic entry-level team member with an interest in athletics, wellness, and or sports performance. That's a lot of you, I'm betting, okay? This position is a support role for sales and marketing efforts within the company. So if you're interested in sales and marketing, if that's a realm that you're looking at, this is something you should consider. They are a small team and you will have the ability to make a large and immediate impact on the success of the organization. Pretty cool. Now, here's where we get into some of the soft skills they're looking for. And this is a strong indicator of what they're looking for. Their next paragraph on their job description, candidates must possess a strong desire to learn and the ability to work independently and with little supervision to accomplish tasks. So now when you hear things like that, customize your cover letter to hit on that. Give me a story about you showing that you have a strong desire to learn or that you've worked independently with little supervision. Give me something that fits in with what they are looking for. That's the opportunity you take in your cover letter. Your resume is going to get to your skills. Your cover letter is a chance to tell them more about you. And so you align that cover letter with what they're telling you they want. They explain it in the job description. Take what they're telling you and run with it. This is a remote role. All of you out there should be considering something like this if you're into sales and marketing for an up-and-coming, strong, small company. Okay. They also say a strong inclination for problem solving and excellent verbal and written communication skills are a must. Why aren't you looking at this job? Okay, 
Job number three, assistant athletic director for marketing and sales at the University of Oregon. All right, this is a big job, right? Maybe a lot of you listening in this audience aren't ready for this job, but these are your goals. This is what you strive for. This is your reach goal. If you want to be an athletic director someday, and I know a lot of you do, you have to start looking at these steps. Assistant AD is one of those steps. And assistant associate ADs always have a segment that they are in control of. In this one, it's marketing and sales. And I believe from all the people that I talk to in college athletics, to get to be an athletic director, you have to have fundraising experience and revenue generating experience. So those team redundant, but fundraising may be going out to boosters and getting money to sponsor something. Whereas marketing and sales could take other opportunities to generate the revenue that you're looking for. Start looking at something like that. Remember being an AD. Yes, you hire coaches, but the majority of your time is spent administratively and revenue generating. So get that in your head. If you want to get into being an AD at some point, Look for these roles, look for opportunities to grow in marketing, in sales, in fundraising. Those are a major part of becoming an ID, AD, bring in the money, right? And that is the stat line. Let's get into today's question. The question today comes from a regular of the show, someone I am personally very fond of, but who will remain anonymous for this conversation. Okay. I've just chosen to keep this conversation anonymous. They came, they reached out to me directly on LinkedIn. We had a really great conversation about this question and, uh, I want to, exp I asked them for their permission, but I wanted to keep this on the private for them. And so that we can get into this with great honesty. Cause I do believe this is a subject that will appeal and apply to so many of you. Now reminder in there, this person reached out via LinkedIn and that is a great way for you to get your question answered on an upcoming show as well. Connect with me on LinkedIn, message me your question right on the platform. We may have a discussion about it there if I have the time and I, and I usually do try to make that time happen. But if not, I'll go into greater, if it's a good question, we'll go into greater depth on the show. So reach out to me, connect with me on LinkedIn, have this conversation, and then I can answer your question as well. All right, here's the question. And I know many of you will relate to it. So this is from a recent college graduate. Okay. They say, I recently started in a, I recently started a job in a shipping inventory role at a local bike and ski shop. It's not exactly the trajectory I thought I'd be on, but life throws you curveballs sometimes like pandemics and you got to work with the batting count you have. I like that saying. Okay. Anyway, I started in March and have since taken on new responsibilities since then. It's a small place, but I think my movement shows my upward mobility and willingness to work hard. I haven't updated my resume or LinkedIn yet, partially because I don't know how long I will be here, partially because it's such a small org, and partially, and I know this is silly and selfish, because I didn't think I'd be in this position. Would really appreciate any legendary Brian advice on this situation. That's too flattering. Any, any legendary Brian advice on this situation. You've given me so much insight and knowledge over the years. I know you'll have a great perspective on this. Okay. It is a great question. And I'm so happy that we get to talk about this because I know that I've, this is not the first time I've gotten this question. Like how much should I put on my resume based on what I've done to fill in over the last year? So a little bit of background. This is, as I mentioned, a recent college graduate in my, who, in my estimation, has done everything right. They connect and build relationships. They've done really incredible internships. They've studied the market and know what is in demand. Their resume and cover letter look awesome. I know this firsthand. I know this person. Okay. I commend them. 
and I'm supremely confident something more permanent and career focused will come through for them soon. But it does go to show you, all of you, we are not in normal times. And it's frustrating. It's hard. A lot of you are doing everything right and still not having that bear fruit yet. And I am sorry for all of you. What I will tell you, and we'll get into this deeper later, is don't stop. Don't give up on the dream. Don't give up on your activities. But you sometimes also have to throw out the normal advice and adjust to where we are right now. Let's start with this. In everyone I've talked to in hiring, like literally everybody I've talked to in hiring, they are more understanding than ever about the situations entry-level job seekers are in. You have all been thrown into an untenable situation, something none of us could have imagined or prepared for. Like, I'm one of those people that likes to prepare for everything that could happen. Like, this wasn't on my radar. This wasn't on anybody's radar. How could we have ever prepared for this? Now, that does not mean you get a get-out-of-pandemic-free card. You get to take a year off and still get a great job. Employers are willing to adapt and look at potential hires more open-mindedly, but you still have to show accomplishments over the last year. And that is the number one question happening on interviews right now. You know, we always talk about the most common interview questions, the most difficult interview questions, the most common things that happen, blah, 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 right? We try to prepare you for what's happening. You know what's happening is the number one question is like, tell me what you have been doing during the pandemic. So you have to have a story for that other than I put on 15 pounds, <laughs> which is probably something a lot of us have felt. But to this specific question from this person writing in, I think you own this step with pride. Put it on LinkedIn, show the upward mobility and turn this into a cover letter story. Now let's unpack this a little bit. In the past, I never would have suggested that you put in a temporary job that has not really transferable skills on your LinkedIn profile. Sharing that you worked part-time at Taco Bell or The Gap doesn't really help tell your professional story, so I'd usually advise you to keep that off. But these are different times. I would include that you are working at the local bike and ski shop, with a caveat, which I'll get to shortly. Okay. In so doing, in putting your job at the local bike and ski shop on your LinkedIn... I would try very hard to identify skills and opportunities you are exploring there that could be transferable. Dig deep, right? For example, if you want to get into marketing for your career, is there any chance to help with their Google PPC campaigns in addition to your other work? Is there any chance you can create some of their brochures or flyers? Any Excel work you can do for them? Try to lean into, maybe it's on your extra time, maybe it's on your downtime, maybe it's on your off hours work, you volunteer to help them in this realm just so you can have additional things you put on your LinkedIn profile that start to show this as a transferable experience, okay? And that continues pushing you towards that next level of your career and that next step keep pushing yourself toward new skills you can highlight. I also believe this becomes your new cover letter. Okay. I want to give this a little bit of a preface first. I sat in on a cover letter writing res web. Let me try that again. I sat in on a cover letting letter writing webinar. This is difficult. Let me try it a third time. I sat in on a cover letter writing webinar last week. Third time to charm. Because I'm always trying to hear new ideas and thoughts, and it became very clear that I have a very different view than most people. But I think more than ever, mine is the right view. And it's not just ego talking. You're trying to craft a great story that hooks a reader into wanting to know more about the subject, right? In this case, you're the subject. 
And so rehashing your resume, being too stiff, being formulaic doesn't work. Tell me a story. Help me get to know you. Give me insight into who you are and what drives you. That's the good stuff. That's a cover letter people will read. Taking your resume, which is your skill profile, and reiterating it or just going into a boring kind of step-by-step formulaic cover letter response is dry and, and lame and does not build intrigue. Great authors, storytellers understand conflict. They understand drama. They understand a hook. That's what you need to put into your cover letter. You need to put that effort into it. And so I can start to see how this step for this person can start to form into a cover letter. I'm spitballing here, so you have to write it better. But like you could say something like two months ago, I accepted a position at a local bike and ski shop. And while it is not quite the career plan I had for myself, I only know one way to work fully committed. In just a short time period, I've been promoted, taken on new responsibilities, and continue to grow as an individual. I never contemplated that after graduating at the top of my sports management program and having completed internships with two different MLB teams, that finding the right career opportunity would be as difficult as it has. But these are strange times, and I'm adapting. And then get into your ambition and get into your pride and get into your drive and your work ethic. Make me feel something for you and your situation. Make me connect with you and want to know more. Lean into the times we are in right now. Don't hide from them. We are all in strange situations, but you're doing something about it. I think that is the attitude you need to bring to this with great confidence. Be humble. I didn't see myself being here, but since I am, I'm going to do everything I can to grow and improve. And that's why I've been promoted even in this short time there. Okay? I get it. It's tough. Don't run from it. Embrace it. This is a time you can embrace the abnormal and go at it with a little bit of confidence. Now, let's get to the caveat, because I mentioned earlier, there is one caveat to to this story. I told you to put this on your LinkedIn profile. Don't run from it, embrace it, have it become part of your story. But let's smooth out the edges on that story a little bit. Two things, number one, explain it in your about section on your LinkedIn profile. Give it some context, just like I did in the cover letter. You can even use a very similar thing to what I just said for your cover letter in your about section. So you give that step a little bit of context, okay? Hook them, make them interested. And number two, concurrently sign up for a course or a certificate program that is a directly aligned with your career aspirations and add that to your experience section too with the date of March-present. It will show you are still actively working to improve yourself in your field of choice and not just resigning to where you are right now. So if it just showed this one thing that you're working at a bike shop and inventory, which isn't necessarily connected to where you want to go, then that might be, I mean, it's, it's, it's not enough. Give me some more context. Explain it a little bit in the about. Explain it in your cover letter. And then couple that with one other line of experience where you are taking a course in Excel. You're taking a course in Google PPC. You're learning SEO. You're learning Google Analytics, something. Give me some certificate you're going after. You can do free ones. It doesn't have to be super expensive. Do something that shows it on there as you are working to improve yourself right now. I'll stri- stress this again. Confidence is something we look for in hiring. And remember, confidence comes from putting in the work. I know this person that wrote in has put in the work. So speak of your current challenges with confidence. Don't run from it, don't hide, and keep putting in the work. One last point, I wanna really hammer this hard. As you or anyone else 
starts jobs that may be out of your exact career goals because you need to pay bills and you can't just sit around anymore. You need to start doing something. Be driven to achieve, work hard, do your best, look for ways to take on more and more growth opportunities and and transferable skills and transferable challenges. But don't stop the steps towards your ultimate goal, which is to get into your sports industry career. Don't stop networking. Don't stop informational interviews. Don't stop learning skills that apply directly to the jobs that you want to do. Don't rest on anything. Don't take for granted this, like don't take it for granted that you have this opportunity and that you're getting some money and just settle into that groove. Keep pushing yourself. Don't give up on the dream. These are strange times. We're all going to come through it. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks to the great question sent in. It was very vulnerable and authentic, and I always appreciate that coming out of this audience. Thank you all for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen, and I will see you all on Wednesday. 